Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. Jay Coffin, Rex Hoggard, and Ryan Labner here joining you after a fairly exciting first round at the Masters. Jordan Spieth shoots 66, kind of picks up right where he left off. Rexy, um, this dude just loves this place like nobody's business, and it's kind of scary, isn't it? I'm very impressed with Jordan Spieth, but there's no way we're going to start this podcast. Ernie L's did something yeah. today that you haven't even done. Yeah, I haven't When done. you say fairly exciting, I thought today was actually like very exciting. There was very? a lot of, there was a lot of stuff that happened. You had speed well, shooting sixty six, you had Ernie L six putting. Okay. From, it's his second masters. Let's don't from three hand. feet you had Okay. You had some collapses on the back now. Right. You had some great play. I thought But all those for, collapses for, for day one it was pretty good. But all those collapses also mean that a ton of the big names are, have completely shot themselves out of it. In Ricky day one. gone. That's not Ricky, exciting. Adam Scott gone. gone. Bubba Watson. Bubba gone after seventy five. So how about me calling off him? You guys were ragging on me about so that. So that's not exciting. He picked him. So in, in in the late collapse by Jason Day is while it's But was it was exciting. Exci- it was, yeah. but it might have already cost him the master. He's six shots back. All right. Now, of course, he can make that up, but he's going to be kicking himself on Sunday, one way or another. All right. Let's. You. You want to start talking with Ernie? Let's talk with Ernie. It was hard to watch. If you don't cringe, if you don't cringe by seeing what happened to Ernie Els, you have no soul. Yeah, it's, but it's not the first time that we've seen this. Obviously, he, well, it's the first time we've seen a sick butt. His his for him, yes. Yeah. Who, who knows what he does in practice? <laughs> but you know, the last couple of years, he's clearly had some issues. He went to the the anchor putting stroke and that was clearly a crutch and helped him win the 2012 open championship and but over these past four five six months we've seen these recent episodes of of the yips where you can't really shake in a putt from from about a foot away but this was on a whole different level the biggest stage in golf the very first hole of the tournament rex and he's six putting from inside three feet well, the the other side of that is, and I wrote Jordan tonight, and I, you know I want to talk about Jordan. It was a fantastic day. It really puts him in a different category in my mind. But Jordan gets up and down from right of that green, and I was talking with Ben Crenshaw, who's kind of his master's mentor, and he talked about how that really got Jordan going because you're right of that green, the pin is left, you have nothing but I was standing right there. Bad the thing. Thinnest lie you can possibly imagine. He nips it perfectly, gets a little spin up the slope, and it's a it's a kicking pardon he's on to the next he's staring at nothing but bad things and gets up and down easily not even a stressful par and i think that really set the tone but i mean you had such extremes on that hole one guy's six putting it one guy's getting up and down uh, it's it's the beauty of augusta i guess but yeah you have to feel for ernie Els. you're right he's been through this but he hasn't six putted i remember last year or two years ago such a big deal that brant snedeker five putted the hole everyone was oh my goodness mm, yeah five putted 
That is just going to... Brant may be the only guy that's happy that Ernie Six putted. And, Ernie, and Ernie's got a lot of Augusta scar tissue. You talk about scar tissue a lot. He's got some Phil scar tissue, some Tiger scar tissue, some of his own that just kind of piles on. But, Lav, you were out there when he talked afterwards. Yeah, let's, and actually, you were pretty, let's actually give him credit for you were, standing up. You were pretty up, impressed. Taking the questions. And he talked openly about the yips. I mean, people don't talk about the yips. You think it's going to be contagious and it's going to bleed into your own game, but... Ernie stood up there and he said, I can't take the putter back. There's a disconnect. There's something not right. Some wires are crossed in my brain. And I can make 23 footers in a row on the practice putting green. But when I get out there, something terrible happens. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I can possibly do to fix it. Was, and that's terrifying. I was talking to a member, a former member of his camp who was out there walking with him as well. And he said he became terrified when, let's keep in mind, he had a two-footer for par. I mean, he's off to a decent yeah, start. Yeah, he actually had a good start. <laughs> yeah. He's off to a decent start, and he backs off the two-footer for par and has to take about three minutes to settle himself down. That's when he knew things were going wrong. Here's the deal. He makes a 35-footer a couple putts later. Then. On four. I he mean, did. a couple holes later. It's a it's a stupid game. Hey, but he, uh, but he tied Ricky Fowler. Hey, so he's got the – if you tell Ernie at the beginning of the day you're going to be tied with Ricky Fowler by the end of round one, you – You'd probably take it, but and Ricky uh, hit it, or sorry, Ernie hit a lot better tee to green than a Ricky lot better. Did. All right, two over the rest of the way. That's yeah. not bad at all. Yeah, not bad. All right, now let's go to the Wonder Boy up up at the top. Jordan Spieth, sixty six, said. I thought a lot of things stood out. Said that he thought the sixty six was pretty much better than the first round sixty four last year, and that the sixty four was was a pretty good number. But the sixty six, he got the absolute most. Out of that round is what he said. And and also with the conditions, he also said at the beginning of the day, he would have signed right then for a two under and not played not played golf. And he obviously would have left four shots out there. So Lav just picking up right where he left off. The dude loves this place, man. I mean, it was blowing 20 miles an hour. He didn't record a bogey. And he shot 66 while making only one birdie on the par fives, yeah. which is where you traditionally make up a lot of your ground. But you look at his history at Augusta National. Oh, my. Work. So ridiculous. T12, T3, T1, T2, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1. Those are his positions in nine career rounds at Augusta National. And Rex, we talk, we've talked for years about how this is just a bomber's paradise, but Jordan Spieth is really dispelling that notion and showing how beneficial a world-class short game can be. And, and look, this year is much different than last year. In the year before, when obviously he was in contention, he finished second. I thought it was fascinating. I, I caught up with Ben Crenshaw again, who is his master's mentor, and he talked about what a great student he was. And I mean, he's off the charts when it comes to golf IQ. That the fact he's been able to figure out this test. How many years did it take Phil? Yeah, to figure this thing yeah. out. Well, Phil's, I believe it was his twelfth. Yeah, I think you're right. Appearance. He was thirty-four. And Phil's a smart guy. I mean, yep. he may overthink things sometimes, but he's a very smart guy. So the fact he's been able to do this, and he putted like Jordan Spieth. He putted like we've been conditioned to believe Jordan Spieth can putt. That's been the that was the difference today. One point five eight putts per GIR in regulation. Yeah. When he walked off the course, he was nine point eight strokes below the stroke the field average. Ridiculous. It's amazing. And we talked about this in our preview too a couple days ago too, didn't we? That we liked of all those top guys, we still like Spieth the most, knowing that it could be a. He's just got that grind factor, the world class short game that you're talking about. It's not hitting it as high as like Rory and Jason Day, where the wind may be, may cause a little bit more havoc. But he's a guy that's just he's going to grind it. He's going to find a way to get the ball in the hole, no matter what the conditions are like around here. 
and we're going to get more of the same over the next couple of days. And he always I mean, rises now, to sixty six is the next couple of days. I think would be ridiculous. Yeah, that's but that's, you know that's what? probably not going to. And happen. we think the winning total is going to be 10, 11 under par. So he's already more than halfway there. Yeah, Eighteen under is not winning this golf tournament. But it's just another example of how this kid rises to the challenge. And we've talked about how he's quote unquote struggled at least compared to his very lofty standards, but he's still been in the top 20. Yeah, it's not I mean, when, change. But when you get to Augusta National Rex, Wednesday on the eve of the tournament, he breaks yeah. his driver and there's so much drama surrounding this and then he just goes and posts a, a stress-free 66 and he's up by two. And hit a lot of three woods too, he said. I mean, he, he didn't, the driver didn't hurt him, but he also hit a lot of three woods, said he was going to still tinker maybe a little bit after the round, but it clearly wasn't in his head. No. Here's the deal. He was at the Golf Writers Award last night. We learned about the crack driver. He looked frazzled. He'd been on the range. He was searching yeah, he for was answers. Disheveled. <laughs> I, I have learned one thing in covering the tour for many, many years. The last guy on the range on Wednesday at a major championship <laughs> is not the guy you want to bet on, which is why I didn't draft Ever. him. But Ever. I did. Well, good for you. And I was dogged for it. I don't. I don't. Think I dogged you for it. You I'm, took the te- second pick, and I'm, I'm, I'm still happy with my picks. Bank. I'm still happy with my picks. But here's the most impressive part. You talked about. He did bristle at the idea that we've been unrealistic expectations. We had unrealistic expectations of him coming in the season, finishing the top 20, a couple of his last starts. The part that amazes me is he's able to really gear towards the big events. And you go back to last year's majors, and you go back to last year's tour championship. He treated that like a major. He missed a cut in the playoff. He struggled a little bit. Two cuts in the playoff. Two cuts in the playoff. Everybody, the sky is falling. He treated that just like a major, just like he's doing this week. He's showing the mar- remarkable ability to focus and to peak in the important weeks. Only Tiger Woods is the oh only guy God. I can really think of that did that. Yeah, I know Phil Phil didn't do it as much as he tried. He always played the week before, and sometimes it worked, and mm. sometimes it didn't. But but Tiger, over those last 20 years, you're right, came to play every single round of every single major for the better part of 15 or 16 years. And it's right. It's, we're, granted, we're only a year, two, three years into this with Jordan Spieth, but he's there every single time, and that's, that's pretty impressive. All right, let's go down a little bit more and just knock off a couple of these other guys. Jason Day, man. We that's it's a, this is kind of a hard one to swallow. Again, you don't want to say that he lost it on Thursday because he is six shots behind. But he could. But he was within a shot, man. He might have. He was within a shot. Was, Ryan Lavner, you was, were you were within a shot. You were trying to put your words together and and write up this uh, speed versus a day. Combo, a combo and then uh, speed and then day, day goes continuation. And then day goes six six from last year. The turning point obviously was on fifteen. He's one shot back. He's probably going to birdie the par five, you think. He's going to be tied for the lead. Maybe picks off another birdie there. But in between yardage for his third shot, he hit his layup too far down the fairway. He had 83 yards, a down slope. And he only, Rex, I found this really surprising. He only has two wedges. He has a 60-degree wedge, and he has a 52-degree wedge. He hits his 60-degree wedge about 90 to 100 yards. That was into the wind from a down slope. Obviously, you cannot suck that back off the front of the green. You're going to be in the water. So he took the gap wedge, hit a little long and right, had a 35-footer, three-putted. Hit in the water on the next one. And then let that compound on 16. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Made a triple. Yep. Drops another shot on 17. Yeah. And Just makes awesome. par on 18. Drops five shots in the last four holes. Actually, last three and a half holes, really. And who knows? Maybe even cost himself the tournament on day one. I've never uh, really subscribed to this theory. And this year, more so than ever. We, you know, The cliche is, doesn't start to the back nine on Sunday. Silly. It, very silly, because this year I, I think it probably ended on the back nine for Jason Day on fr- on Thursday, and it probably began for 
for Jordan Spieth on the front nine on Thursday. Because, look, mm-hmm. he, he has a long way to go. I'm, I'm not going to give him that second jacket yet. But if the conditions hold like they say they're going to be, if the wind blows, you're going to tell me he won't take three more 71s and go to the house and be very, yeah. very happy with that? That's what Labner and I were talking about at dinner right now. If he shoots 70 on day two, it's it's not over by any means. But if he shoots 70, you start getting to where these other guys have to press and come get him in these kind of conditions. I mean, come on. Or Friday. Friday. We, hey, it wasn't. We're great. not. We're not. This is not a sponsored segment. Right. Yeah. We're not just giving away free advertising. Apparently, is, it wasn't very good. Yeah. Frankly, that is none of your business. Listen, I think. I think Friday is paramount to this tournament. We're expecting more rain again on Thursday night or early Friday morning, so conditions are going to be soft. If Rory or Jason Day can go ahead and sh- throw up a sixty-five, a sixty-six, a sixty-seven, then maybe this isn't just a one-horse race, but. If they don't, and Jordan Spieth can just put together a 70 or 69 again in the second round, Rex, he's never shot even part or worse in his Masters career. So if Jordan Spieth can build a little bit of a cushion, this is, crazy. This is his tournament. All right, now let's go on to Rory. That would, I thought that was, was bizarre was that Jason Day's doing his thing at, 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 a, a pro, at approximately the same time that Rory made Eagle on 13. So... Jason's going south on the leaderboard, right as Rory's going north on the leaderboard. Rory got up to four under, which was within two shots of speed, but then bogeyed two of the last three holes, just didn't trust his his shot or his club selection on 16, and then hit a weak approach in on 18 and left it in a fried egg on that bunker and was not able to get up and down. So Rory's within four shots, which is kind of that magic number over the last 10, 10 years, where you want to be. He was pretty pleased with it, would have took two under at the start of the day, but once you get to four under... And look like you have a chance to get to five under. A little bit of a disappointment for Rory. No. I think it's got to be. No. What? Yeah. He got to four under. Yeah. No, I, I think you have to think big picture. And look, would he rather be within, I don't know, two strokes, three strokes, whatever the magic number may be? Absolutely. But I think when you look at the big picture about the conditions, how hard the golf course was playing, what we're ex- expecting over the next few days, as you pointed out, Lab, I think he's fine with where he is. He's not at home kicking himself. Sure. That was very, very sloppy on 18 to put it in that big bunker. I mean, you just don't miss that. He terrible lie. Yeah, yeah. He did. And he didn't have a choice. He actually had a good shot out of there. But I think he's fine. I think there's a lot of guys right now who are trailing. Paul Casey immediately comes to mind. These guys are not panicking yet. Because if you start to panic, that's it. You're done. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to come back. You're not going to be able to press. You're going to have to wait. And Jordan's probably going to have to give a little bit. If he shoots 72 tomorrow, it's a much different podcast tomorrow night. You know who's dangerous there, too, is Justin Rose. I mean, Just he's like got, last year. it looks like he's going to finish second. Let's pencil him in for second place already. But Just he's three like shots last. back. He's oh, in that, that group. Hurts. He's in that group tied for fourth place with Paul Casey, Sergio, Sword, Kelson, Ian Poulter. And he's in that group right there, only three shots back. Eclectic, so I like to Ro- say the least. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, 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 you would. You would say so. No love for and, Shane uh, Lowry, and not one of them, not one of them, American either. Just a bunch of uh, bunch of Europeans there. Um, right, so, doesn't look good, does it? Uh, yeah, or, there's or a long the, way to go. Long way to go. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up with just all the other big names that we talked about at the top of the show. Um, the most disappointing. I mean, there are a lot of disappointing, right? We saw talked about Bubba, Adam Scott, Ricky. Those are three names of those top six that we absolutely thought we're at least going to play well, right? I mean, you don't expect all the top six to all play well in the same week, but to have those three play so poorly 
is really a big surprise. I guess Ricky, even the biggest, shooting 80, that is just horrendous. But it's not that horrendous when you look at his career. Well, in it's, the still her, it's still horrendous. It's oh, just not surprising. It's, <laughs> yes, that's, that's, a, that's a perfect way to put it. This is now his eighth. That's right. Eighth round of at least 78 in a major championship. It's just terrible timing for for what is a another blow-up round for, for Ricky. And obviously he shot himself out of the tournament, but... I thought Bubba Watson, 75, was certainly bizarre. He got yeah. to two under at one point, played his last 10 holes in five over par. He actually birdied on 18 to, to actually salvage a, a, a somewhat respectable 75. But Adam Scott, Steve Williams on the bag didn't help him shooting 76. Patrick Williams. Charles Corso. when you need him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk. If Adam Scott misses the cut, you don't think he's going to be second-guessing himself? I don't think he's going to be second-guessing, and that's our job. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think Stevie's going to be second-guessing. If I had to oh, point no. to one disappointment, it's going to be Jason Day. Because, as we just had the conversation about Roy McIlroy, you know, is he disappointed he got it at four, he backpedaled a little bit and got to two? No. Jason Day was on a run. He, he was cruising. And he was in a position where he was one back at one point. I thought he was going to shoot 65 and lead the tournament. I mean, honestly, like it was two par fives left, was, and he's yeah, absolutely. I was thinking the same thing, and I think that's got to be a big disappointment because look, more than any other tournament with Jason, this one means the most. He thought he was going to be the first Australian to take the green jacket home. He feels like every year he has an opportunity to get it done here. Top what first two legs of the what are we going to call it the Jason Day Slam? There's a lot on the line this week, and that was a disappointing finish. It was stunning, but he didn't say that he was all that disappointed. In fact. He said afterward that he's not too frustrated with how everything went. It was just a couple of bad swings and a couple of bad holes in a round full of good shots. Sounds yes. like so it sounds it's fine, like a lot of positive self-talk. It's, it's fine. That, fine, Jason fine, frankly, Jason, but I don't, uh, I don't believe you. All right, let's look forward to uh, to day two. Um, we we've talked about more of the same. We think it's gonna be just a little bit chilly in the morning. Pretty windy. Could be uh, we kind of originally great, thought yeah. that that the the early later we're we're going to end up getting Didn't the better side of the draw. Way. Didn't, Didn't really look that way, and I don't know if there's. I mean, I guess maybe tomorrow we can, you know, we can look at it. But that top of that leaderboard is a pretty good mixture of of early and late, which you like to see. You don't really want the weather to to dictate too much. So really, as we head into head into day two and round two, what do you guys? What are you guys thinking? It just kind of all depends at the what what Mister Speed does at the top, right? Does he come back and let a couple people people in, or does he step on it? I think Rory's the guy tomorrow. If if, yeah. if it's going to be soft in the morning, which is expected to be, and Rory's teeing off at, what, 10, 11 yeah. o'clock, he has an opportunity on some smoother greens to put up a number and just sit and wait to see what happens. It's supposed The wind's supposed to freshen in the afternoon. Jordan Spieth can be in the more difficult conditions, at least theoretically. Yeah. So if Rory can put us up a 67, a 66, even if it's a 68 turn. and gets the six under, which is what Spieth's at now, and Spieth goes out and shoots 70, I mean, he cuts his lead, his deficit You have to be within four, I have think, heading into the weekend. A lot of wind forecast for Saturday. The conditions on Sunday are supposed to be perfect, but you've got to be within shouting distance heading into the weekend. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I think You don't know about that. I think Sunday at Augusta, we've seen... Some crazy stuff on Sunday. Uh, of ask course Greg, we have with these crazy Greg Greg you're going to throw out. Well, ask Greg Norman about being within four strokes going into the weekend. It really Jordan's doesn't matter. Greg Norman. Well, he's not yet. I mean, it, you aren't until you <laughs> get to that back nine and you start hemorrhaging strokes. But it boils down to two things. One, how much rain we get tomorrow. If the greens stay somewhat receptive, I mean, Augusta can control these greens and do whatever they want with them, but they have to have some sort of moisture in them. Didn't you hear the rain last night, Rex? It was pouring. 
And the greens were lightning fast. I slept like a baby last night. All right, well, it was absolutely pouring at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yes, they were more receptive in the opening round, but, man, they were still fast. And the other half of this is uh, Jordan Spieth. If he continues to make putts like that, you're going to have to do something special. You're going to have to press. If you're Rory McIlroy, you're going to have to go out and shoot a 63, 62, something obscene. Don't you love what what Jordan said said to the amateur Bryson DeChambeau about how he can just read, he just can read, he can read, he sees the lines. Love it it here. I just see the lines. Isn't that awesome? I just love to. It was kind of like the old, the the NASCAR thing. Remember Dale Jr. or Dale Sr. He could read the draft. He could, he could read the air. He could see the wind kind of a deal, which is why he was so good at, so good at Daytona. It's the same thing with Jordan. He's, he's 22 years old. He's not supposed to be able to read anything around Augusta National. He's supposed to have some scar tissue. And you know, if the most scar tissue he's going to, he has to this point was what happened to him two years ago when Bubba did what he did. I kind of like the dude's chances, but if he goes out and shoots seventy, that's it's, yeah, it's a wide good. Open He's halfway ball. there. Well, it it was interesting talking with Ben Crenshaw about putting. The tips that he gave him was pace, pace, pace. I mean, it's always about pace. But there was one thing that Ben pointed out that he said he always tried to make a putt with the highest line possible. And I, I thought, yeah, I had to think about that one for a long time because I'm not a very bright person. But it's really perfect for Augusta National because then pace comes into play. If you're picking the longest possible curve, if you're picking the highest possible arc it's going to be about pace because you want it to die into the hole all right and those words of wisdom from uh yeah. from, from putting putting guru rex from rex no, through, through through ben the worst putters i've ever seen <laughs> never six putted in my life not once you came close the other day that's not true. because i'm sure you picked up after missing the fourth putt. well that's right? it five putt yeah. your friend isn't you it yourself, you just kicks the damn thing out you don't allow yourself to get there all right well, that wraps up, make a lot of putts that wraps up this podcast after day one for rex hoggard ryan laver i'm jay coffin make sure you check out all of our coverage from augusta here on GolfChannel.com. Enjoy the Masters, and we will catch you later. Take care. Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.